Welcome to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. If you have any questions about mortgages or real estate, give us a call at 521-TALK. That's 521-8255 or text us at 580-580. Uh, welcome to Time Change Weekend. And with Paul Rushford from Paul Rushford Realty, the number one Real estate agent in the city of Ottawa. In the world. I think in it the was world. the world. In that the was world. in 2009, Steve. That was in 2009. <laughs> you were. That's true. You were in the world, yeah? Yeah. 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 2009. 2009. That's a long time ago. What were you, 16? That's <laughs> <laughs> close. That's close. Oh, and Frank Napolitano is here, too. In the flesh. In the flesh this week, yes. Are you, uh, are you guys getting static in there? No? Nope. No. Okay. No, must be those... Uh, I sound great. How about you, Frank? I sound fantastic. Paul <laughs> I don't know. I can't hear I, how well. I sound. How do I sound? You can't sound? You can't hear uh, I you can sound? hear. It's just very staticky. Yeah. I think what happens is they, they, they know I don't want to hear Frank, so they just... <laughs> when no, Frank talks. No, no. What they know is that you only want to hear yourself. So oh, I think that's what they do. <laughs> oh, well, one thing I can tell you is, once again, I bought breakfast this morning. Once so again. let's just get that out of the way. I bought breakfast this morning. So I didn't see sandwiches. You know? No one eats sandwiches no, anymore. Even, oh, so you bought even, coffee then. Yes. That's still breakfast. Even Greg will vouch for the fact that it's a rarity that Paul buys anything for Yeah, him. but he'll, he'll never admit it out loud. No, he won't. <laughs> you know he what? Won't. Who signs I, his paycheck? Exactly. You know what? I do I do want to pump Greg's, Greg's tires right now because we had a situation this week where... There was a house that was on the market for over six months, and we took over the listing. Greg went in and did the pictures, and within a week, we had four offers on the property and sold in multiple offer. And one of my agents, well, you, Dora, Dora sends out a message to the team saying, take a look at the pictures in the listing before, and then take a look at what Greg did to this house. I, it didn't even look like the same house. It didn't even look like the same house. And th- that goes to show you, when you have a photographer or videographer who's that good, that can take something that's six months stale to turn around and get multiple offers on it in one week. It's pretty impressive. Why are you wasting all this on the radio? I smell a YouTube video comparison, yes. comparing both. Absolutely. Uh, and Greg, <laughs> you get 90% of the credit. I think Dora's Lemons will get the other 10%. Yes, yes. The Lemons sold the property. It wasn't even Dora's listing. Oh, okay. But, but, now, but, speaking of Greg, he's going to be working a lot harder in the next few weeks because he's got more daylight to shoot outdoors. That's true. That's true. It is tough, actually. During the winter months, Greg will send out an email to the team and saying, hey, guys, my last shoot has to be at 1, 2 o'clock. Is it 2? Yeah, 2 o'clock is his last shoot, right? Because he goes in. He doesn't just throw pictures together. He does the pictures, the video, the floor plan, the you know the drone, yeah. drone tours if necessary, the videos, like I said. So it's, uh, you know, but now we can, Greg the can work a little later. longer. The 5 o'clock today, probably. 4 yeah. o'clock, 5 o'clock now. What? Yeah. Oh, that he can go Yeah, out. that he can go well, you Yeah, because it'll be dark at 7. It'll start getting dark at 7 on Monday. Yeah. Well, how long do you take, Greg? How long do you take to... It's kind of personal, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how long do you take per house, usually? Uh, I mean, it always depends on the size, of course, but um, usually Doesn't I'll book around, around two hours for... You know, a uh, you know three bedroom, three bath townhouse. You know, a, a smaller single, two and a half to three hours as the houses get a little bigger. So yep. you you don't go in with your iPhone and just snap a couple pictures and walk out. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's got the Samsung Flip reflection so. in the mirror. You, you, know. you yeah, you won't see me in any mirrors. That's, <laughs> that's for sure. I still laugh at that. The the best part is 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 the agent Frank and I know who that agent was that we caught in the mirror that time, and he's a great agent. He's a, and he's a, been in the business forever. And I remember sending him a message saying, "What are you doing, dude? Like this, he's in the." bathroom it's almost like he was taking a selfie in the bathroom yeah, with hilarious. the flash on with, with the, the flash, flash on, on in yeah. the mirror yep. yeah so anyways well soon you'll be no more snow pictures the snow will be gone shortly it's not a bad thing for sure yeah just if anybody's interested there's a there's a pretty funny uh website out there called bad mls photos 
com if you want to laugh at some good photos. and There for, is a website for real? Yeah, yeah. Bad MLS Photos. I think oh. it's badmlsphotos.com. It's, it's worth it for a peek at a, oh, at a good laugh. Oh, that's hilarious. Hey, so now with the time change, inspections can go a little bit later. I, yep. I, I got a good sense, you know. I got up this morning. We got time change. Spring is around the corner. It's brighter. We got more daylight. And uh, the bank rate stayed the same. Everything is looking positive now moving forward. Total optimism. I talked about it before. I said, you know what? When that, when that announcement comes out, if they increase rates, I'm worried that it's going to be like a little pin in that bubble. Because we are seeing that optimism. We're seeing, and Frank will probably attest to this, we're seeing a lot more first-time home buyers, buyers that have been sitting on the fence, people that you know have taken themselves out of the market are now getting back into the market. And it's uh, it's good to see. Now with the rate announcement saying that they're keeping things the same, I actually heard, and Frank can attest this in a sec, but I actually heard that they're contemplating keeping it the same for the remainder of 2023 and not raising rates, which would be awesome news. I'd like to still see them come down. I think Frank will probably tell us that the fixed rates are eventually going to come down, but it's just the optimism in the market right now. We are starting to see some multiple offers, which is good again. You know, it, it's it's with the with such a little amount of listings, even though they're slowly starting to grow, but with such a little amount of listings and a little bit of attention on the market right now, I think that's, like I said, it's going to take off very, very soon. If not, some areas have already started to take off. And the forecasts are that second half of 2023, prices are going to start going up. Again. Prices, and it might be sooner. And I've said before, like- It might be different here, right? I, I said before, get in, get in. Because I, I looked, I did a search today and I looked at an area and I was looking at townhouses in the area and I'm seeing prices starting to- starting to stabilize and eventually going to start to rise. For the longest time, we saw homes that have gone from, you know, 750 to 700 down to 650, 599. We're seeing them stabilize there and actually start to come up again. So this is, if you're listening to this show, this is the start of where we're starting to take off. I believe we've hit our rock bottom. Yeah, now you're in roll the dice territory if you wait, right? Ah, uh, you're in total uh, roll the dice territory. And, and this could be, and I've said it before, it changes overnight. If you look at 2021, going into 2022, October, November, December, people were like, oh, the market's tough. The market's tough. It's going to be terrible in 2022. And I was saying, guys, listen to me. January, it's going to start flying. And people, some people did not listen. And we saw what happened in Jan, Feb, March, and April of 2022. The average sale price went up almost $100,000 in those four months. Yeah. I'm saying it again. Here we are right now in, in March. April, May, and June, I think, are going to take off. And I think it's going to get even better for sellers and tougher for buyers if you don't get in sooner than later. I've been saying this on the radio show now for probably the last six or seven weeks. And I get a call. I just put, a, I just put somebody in one of my townhomes as a renter. And I get a call from him saying, listen, I've been listening to your radio show. Is there any chance I can get out of this lease and get into the market? And I'm like, what am I going to say, right? I want this guy to, you know, to, to, to take advantage of what's about to happen. So I said, I'll let you out of your lease as long as you're buying with my team. Yeah, but, he knew who yeah, to call. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you're buying with my team, I'll let you out of your lease. And he actually, I let him out of the lease. He actually found something for a great price that I said to him, I said, guess what? Two or three months, we're going to have a conversation, and that house that you just bought for five seventy five, I believe, is going to be six twenty five. That's how the market is going to shift. So I'm glad you're out. Now I'm looking for a tenant. Anyone, anyone want a townhouse in Orleans? <laughs> Let me guess. You're going to make money on this, aren't you? Well, your, 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 your rent is going to no, go up, no, it? because I have some townhomes where my rent is so low, I can't get them to leave because it's so low. Yeah, but now on this, this one, this one, they, they're fresh in there, so they're oh, in there. Okay. They were in there for a good dollar, and I'm, you know, I'll probably get a little bit more. But it's yeah. the, it's the ones that I have at rock bottom that I need them to leave so I could jack up the price. Are the forecast uh, that fixed rates are going to come down in the second half of this year still, Frank? Uh, I, I, absolutely, we've already seen. So again, it's going to be interesting to see how the markets react on Monday morning because. After hours yesterday, we saw that one of the biggest uh, financial failures 
since 2008 happened in the U.S. where, um, you know, one of the lenders, one of the banks, Silicon Valley Bank, got their doors shut and U.S. took it over. The U.S. government took it over. And it's going to impact some of the Canadian banks because they had some shares in this. Uh, um, and, and some of the Canadian banks, if you see lately, over the last few years, have been buying some of these American banks. So some of them are in trouble. But just to show you the difference between the Canadian banking system and the U.S. one, here's a U.S. bank that's that's pretty well gone bankrupt, and there's going to be millions and millions of dollars lost. Who's that, Frank? Uh, Silicon Valley Bank. Okay. So uh, uh, Shopify assuming, is one I'm of the clients. I'm assuming it's in Silicon Valley? It is, <laughs> yeah. but you know, Shopify is one of the clients they've got. Like there's a Roku, the uh, – TV? The TV thing, yeah. apparently they have $467 million in deposits in this bank that's now frozen. So Ooh. we're not talking peanuts. We're talking millions happen? and millions How of dollars. How does that happen when you're so, – and then not, re- not regulated very well. Yeah. No. And then you've got Canadian banks and even Canadian non-bank lenders that I talk about that do mortgages. So First National is an example of one. First National has uh, is, is been in the business for 35 years. Their portfolio boasts $131 billion worth of mortgages. So just to show you – Everything we've seen over the last eight months, nine months, the, the increases in interest rates, <laughs> out of 300,000 residential mortgages that they carry today, fewer than 200, 200 are 90 days in arrears. That's nothing. 200 out of 300,000. Yeah, that's nothing. 0.07 of 1%. Like, it's crazy. And even before the interest rates started going, going up, they were at 23 0.23, and now they're 0.07. The delinquencies have actually gone down, but it shows to the strength. And listen, as much as we took shots at the government for introducing the stress test, it actually did its job during the increases. During the last year, it's actually done its jobs. The question mark now is, okay, it's done its jobs because when interest rates are at rock bottom, yeah, you want to have that stress test. But do you need the 2% above now that we've peaked or we feel like we've peaked on rates? So uh, that's that's an interesting discussion that's going to happen throughout the year. You're right. Why the first don't they just pause it and bring it back if we need it? Uh, I'll, my opinion, listen, I, I, I've i given my opinion. Take a number that you're comfortable with and go with that number and make that the qualifying rate. Whether you take a variable, whether you take a six-month, never mind the plus two. Just pick a rate and set the rate, and that's what everybody qualifies for. And that protects consumers. And more importantly, it protects financial institutions because that's what this is all about is pr- protecting our financial institutions. So, you know, if, if they can do that, I think that's a right step in the right direction. They're adamant that they're not going to look at first-time homebuyers getting into 30-year amortizations, but that might change depending on how the housing market does. But, you know, the economists that I was with last weekend, to a person, they all indicated the fact that they do believe that Bank of Canada will actually probably start to drop their prime rate in the last quarter of this year. Good news. And more significant drops in 2024. But... Again, a lot of things are lagging. All these numbers are lagging. The jobs reports came out. I mean, the Bank of Canada paused, which was great, expected. The job reports came out yesterday. 22,000, eh? Yeah, much less than the 150 of, but still, you know, they were expecting 10 and it went to 22. So uh, a little bit of a concern there. And some economists think the Bank of Canada might might resume hiking again. But I think the inflation numbers come out this week. And then the next Bank of Canada announcement, there's a, another jobs report that'll come out before it. So uh, by then, the thinking is that, you know, the job report will retract a little bit. The inflation number will come down. And by the time they do the next Bank of Canada announcement, those numbers have adjusted so that they'll continue to pause. Can I ask a stupid expect. question? 
No, no such if, thing. If it's a stupid question, won't don't be, answer it. Won't be the first. Yeah, won't be your first stupid <laughs> question, Steve. So go ahead. If the Bank of Canada controls the prime rate, why don't they control the posted rate? Well, they should. Why don't they? You mean the qualifying rate? No, I mean the posted rate. What do you mean the posted? The posted rate, rate that's inflated by banks. You mean the rate that the banks charge, charge prime? For, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's their that's their take. The banks have actually increased their take. If you remember. There were a couple of times when the when the prime rate changed and the banks only gave back 15 out of yeah. the 25. So, which is happening more and more. Which has happened twice. And our fear now that the prime has gone up, they can't do it when, it go, when it's down. But when it starts to come down, they couldn't do it during the pandemic when it came down quickly because that would, be, that would just be wrong. But now that through natural attrition, we're going to start to see the prime go down. That's one of the fears that's out there is that the banks – once prime rate comes down 25 points, they may only drop it at the bank by 15 so that they keep the extra 10, which they've done on two separate occasions already. You know, guys, I know we're a little bit lax on the show and we have a lot of fun and stuff like that, but I'd like you to keep to the time. I notice we're almost at 11.19 and we go out by 11.17, so let's get back on we, schedule. We get should your... actually be out by 11.15. Yeah, let's get, your, <laughs> let's, get, let's get your A games back, guys, please. All right, let's come on. The, the game is such an A right now. The time doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. 521-TALK, 521-8255. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back with Paul Rushworth and Frank Napolitano. This is Steve. So I'm looking at these stats for Ontario where they think the bottom might fall out a little bit. Biggest decreases compared to the increases that we've had. And Ottawa, great shape. Right at the bottom of the list. Yep, yep. I'm not worried about Ottawa at all. I think we've already started to see a rebound. Um, I saw something today that Toronto is actually starting to rebound right now. We're usually about a month behind Toronto. So if Toronto's rebounding, we're rebounding, um, which is really good news. I mean, I look at it this way. I had someone who I was talking to this week, and they're like, you know, my house has gone down in value by $120,000. And I I just showed him on a graph, and I said, okay, so you feel like from the peak your house has come down $120,000. But do you understand if we didn't go through this great ramp up, your house would be worth less than that and probably by about less than about another 150. I said, we've had such a grand grand wrap up, ramp up that put it this way. We've gone up this huge mountain and we're at the top of this mountain and we're on our way on the other side and we're about a quarter of the way down this mountain and we're about to go up another mountain. That's exactly what it is. So if you look at someone who bought their house a year ago, eight months ago, six months ago, yeah, if you have to sell, you're not going to be happy. But real estate's a long-term play, and we're about to go up another mountain. So we're, we're only a quarter of the way down this mountain. We've accumulated so much wealth, so much appreciation on our properties. Now we're going up the other side of another mountain. So And, and, this and on the other side, eight months, a year ago, what were you paying in interest rates, even though you paid more for your threes. property? Well, threes. Yeah, so well, but there was probably two or two drops at that point, wasn't there? When? In about eight, 10 months ago, there would have been a couple drops already in the, or sorry, raises, sorry, in the interest rate. Started in March yeah. of last year. The yeah. first one was only a quarter point, and then they started exactly. know, three quarters of a point, half yeah. a point. Yeah, so, so if you bought a year ago, you may have paid top dollar for your house, but at the same time. The payments time, are virtually the same. If yeah. you looked at what the payments were, they would probably be virtually the same. But again, the 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 feeling was different a year ago, right? People you know, felt like their properties would continue to appreciate because they'd seen a year and a half of properties going up. Interest rates were still low, even though they'd gone up a little bit. They were still historically low. And just the attitude was different. And it was nice to see this week, you know, you know, when Bank of Canada, you know, when they paused finally, how some people started to take sale a little bit. It's like, whew, you know, we might be over the hump here. And we're not quite over the hump yet. 
But we did see with the job report that came out yesterday, it came out in the U.S. as well. And U.S. was good, but nothing compared to the year before. So now the Americans are in a little bit different. The Americans are probably going to see the money's on a quarter percent increase, but it could be as high as a half percent increase. They still got a ways to go to tame their inflation. We're ahead of them when it comes to taming inflation. But the fact that if they raise too much, then we may have to follow suit. Yeah, so we're, we're sort of relying on them. We are relying yeah. on them, although we've got we've got a little bit of a head start on them. So, um, uh, you know, I think we, they can get away with raising another half or three quarters of a point and it won't impact Bank of Canada. But if it goes any more than that, then I think Bank of Canada will have to resume raising. But we don't think that's going to happen. Even in the U.S., the feeling is different. It's, you know, and I asked a couple of economists that were there last weekend, I said, like, do you ever question the reports? And right away she piped up. She goes, always. We just always question the reports because sometimes they just don't make mathematical sense. An example is, you know, we gained 150,000 jobs, but the unemployment remained the same. This time yeah. we gained 22,000 jobs. And again, it stayed the same. But in the U.S., they gained, and I can't remember the number, 131,000 jobs or something, but their unemployment rate went up. But they gained jobs. So they questioned that stuff. And I, you know, I also asked about food inflation. I mean, it's 10.4%, but every single person you ask doesn't think their grocery bill went from 100 to 110. They think their grocery yeah, bill yeah. went from 100 to 140. 150, 60, 70. Yeah, like, so that's yeah. 40%, not 10.4%. It's amazing. So it's that's ama- where they question the numbers. It depends what you buy because some things went up a lot more than others. Well, yeah, yeah they're, they're just focusing on five or six different foods. But again, I mean, that's not fair because most Canadians don't buy. Just You don't have just five or six foods in your house. You have a, a variety of foods. So it, It's amazing. You, you mentioned that the rates started going up last March. It's amazing what a year has done to the real estate market when you think about it. Last year at this time, we were up about $100,000 compared to where we are right now. And our rates were super low. The, mo- the, the the market was churning along. If you were a buyer, you were super grumpy at this time last year. But if you were a seller, you were like, you know, you were hitting that grand slam. And a year later, here we are. Rates are way up. Prices are way down. But the good news is, I always take optimism, that the good news is, is I feel like we're starting to go again. But where so, are we in relation to where prices were two, three years ago? We're, we're on par. We're still we're, ahead. Well, so, so when oh, we're I, ahead. No, we're, we're, well, we're well ahead. <clears throat> Hold on. So when I say that. Our our um, average sale price it remained flat last week uh, and very steady, but it's still well below 2022. It's actually even with where we were in 2021, but still well above 2020. Yeah. So this is like playing the stock market. You know, when you when your stock prices peak, if you didn't sell at that exact yeah. moment in time, you can't say you lost money in 2020. If you would have said to me, our average sale price, you know, our average town home was, you know, 325. So if you would have told me in three, sorry, in in 20, when in 2020, when the average prices were way down, if you would have told me the average sale price in Ottawa, even though we've come down a hundred thousand dollars was $620,000, I'd say you're mad. There's no chance we're going to be there in 2023. That would, the market would be almost in bubble territory. If we did that, we've done that and we've come down a hundred thousand dollars. We're nowhere near bubble Terry. In fact, we're about to take off. We're yeah. about to take off. So, you know, I try to let people give people the good news that they think the market's actually tanking and we're down. I'm like, we're way above where we would have been if the market didn't go insane like it did in 2021 and 2022. So don't panic, even though, you know, you bought 15 years ago. Yes, a year ago, you could have got out maybe $100,000 more for your could've, house. Could have, could have. Could have, could have, could have. But if the market didn't take off like it did in 2020 and 2021 and 2022, you would have nowhere near the appreciation you have right now. So 
just thank your lucky stars if you're selling now, even though you've come down, you're still way ahead of it. And and I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to paint this rosy picture for people to let them know that, you know, and there's still a lot of greed out there. Sellers are like, well, you know what? Eight months ago, my yeah. neighbor got this. I'm like, well, I, don't, I mean, you have to educate people almost every month these days, right? It's so fluid that we, we used to have to educate buyers all the time. The market was going so insane. Listen, Mr. Buyer, I know that sold for, you know, 600 last week, but you got to go to 675 or you're not getting this house. So we had to educate them. Sometimes we had to let them have their process and lose a few until they realize that, wow, we were telling the truth. This is where it's going to sell for. So for the longest time, we're educating buyers. Now it's back to educating sellers because I think the sellers are slowly starting to be educated now where they understand the market has come down. But when the market was just starting to come down, they didn't believe it. They're like, no, no, no. My neighbor sold for this. I want this. Well, that you can't get that because two months ago, this guy sold for, you know, $60,000 But that's usually the thing, the way things go, right? Yes. You're basing your price on what's sold in the previous month or so. Well, we used to be able to back in, you know, the, back in the other, you know, the earlier years, we used to be able to price things. We could go back six months. We could go back a year to price things if there wasn't a lot of comparables. Right now, you're going back a max, max, max of two months, max, because the market's changed that much. You know, and I think right now when we are, you know, we're sitting here, what, March 11th or something like that. I would say, you know, by the time we're sitting here on April 11th, I'll say, you can't even look at March 11th. You know, the market's changed so much that you can't even look at March 11th. So, so who's going to set the tone for prices going up? Well, you know what? It's We're already starting to see it. We're starting to see the raises a little bit. We're starting to see people, uh, you know, put their house a little bit higher than where they were. So it's already starting. But, you know, at the same time, we're going to start getting an influx of listings on the market, even though we're still way low over where we should be. We're still start, we're going to start seeing an influx. So if you're in an area that has lots of comparables, you've got to be very creative to get your home sold. But I'll tell you, in a market like this, just like in every market, you have to work with the educated person. You have to work with a realtor who knows what they're doing because the market's so fluid, it changes so quick that if you're, you know, basing what you're going to do on your sale or your purchase with someone who does it once in a blue moon, you're, you're way behind the eight ball, way behind the eight ball. I mean, I look at this property we talked about at the start with, with Greg, how he just went and changed the photography and stuff like that. Well, why didn't that other agent do that? Yeah. Why didn't they do that to help their client get their home sold? It was like night and day. So right now, to get your home sold or to buy a house, you better be working with the best. You have to. How long was that house listed? Uh, it was listed for over six months with somebody else. So they would have lost a fair chunk of money over that six months. For sure they would. Yeah. For sure they would have. And and Greg went in, we sold it within a week for multiple offers and you know got more than what they wanted and perfect. They're happy. And what bonus did Greg get out of that? He got to hang with me every Saturday. Wow. What, yeah, exactly. Wow. What, what, bonus? what bonus? What not, bonus? Not penalty. <laughs> bonus. Five two one talk. Five two one eight two five five. We'll be right back. <laughs> we return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk five eighty CFRA. Welcome back with Paul Rushforth and Frank Palatano. This is Steve Gregory. Time change weekend. Yes, yes. Does that, mean we get week, does that mean we get an hour less, less sleep. sleep tonight? All right. Less yeah. sleep. All right. But more daylight, which means, I, I, I'm telling you, with this time of year, this is when the market's going to just spark 100%. again. 100%. Because people are so used to 4.30, 4 o'clock, it's starting to just get dark. attitudes change. Attitudes change. You know, you look at some of these uh, countries like Finland and Sweden and all them, they're pretty much... 18 or 19 hours of 24 in the dark. You can imagine what their winters are like. At least we get some time in the light. But yeah, it's going to be nice to see, you know, what are we going to be? Six o'clock light at seven. night? Seven o'clock light at night. That's, that is when not only the optimism for everybody out there, but the optimism for buyers and sellers in the market. Yep. Once that time change happens, 
weather starts to turn around, get rid of some of this snow. That's when the just psychologically too with yeah. March break. Now once once March break is done, yeah. then spring is upon us, and everything is looking forward. The only thing that I'm really concerned about right now, and they've been talking about this in the news quite a bit now, is the flooding. We've got a lot of snow, and we need we need sort of like a, a gradual freeze, or I mean a gradual thaw, sorry, rather than an immediate thaw, yeah. because they're talking about you know Gatineau along the Ottawa River. Uh, they're talking. But they did say it's different. It- in a form that because we've had a milder winter, we've had the occasional melt. Yeah. As opposed to, was it 2017 or 2018 when 19, the snow yeah. came in November and never went away? We didn't have the gradual melt and then it all melted at once. I think that was the difference. Well, Where this year they're saying it might not be as critical because we've had melts throughout the. I'm winter. telling you, well, though, it's an opportunity if you're looking for waterfront. Now is the time to look. <laughs> Seriously. Well, yeah, absolutely. You get to know exactly what's going to happen. Yep. Yep. And they say it's the northern thaw, right? Like, we, we need us to thaw and then the north to thaw. That's the only thing that can happen. If the north has hot weather and it thaws and then we have a thaw, that's when we're going to be into some trouble. But, you know, I'm, I'm praying that we don't see any flooding because I see a lot of people. I mean, I'm up in Constance Bay with my cottage, and I saw a lot of devastation up there. And there's a lot of people that can't get insurance anymore. In fact, uh, I'd say majority of Constance Bay and other places on the water yeah. don't have flood insurance. So yeah. this is the time of year where it's going to be a little bit risky, and, and hopefully we have a gradual thaw and we don't have the devastation that's that will put a put a pit in the market that's for sure and i think that is the long-term forecast that it's going to be a gradual turn let's into hope. spring it's let's hope. Be. Let's it feels hope. that way look at the weather the next two weeks i mean we don't have the 10 or 12 we have five six seven which yeah. will be a gradual thaw. I think yeah. so so frank this is the first time you've actually seen winter this is snow <laughs> this white stuff is snow uh, Jesus. uh let's go to the phone and say hello to laura hello laura oh good morning morning I had a question, please, about commission rates. What a person could expect to, to pay in commission for to sell like a garden home. Okay, so uh, actually, Greg and I did a video on this the other day. You're asking the wrong question. The, the question shouldn't be, what are you charging? The question is, what are you doing for what you charge? And that's the most important thing. You know, there's, I, I can't say there's a standard commission. Um, but What's the scale, though? Well, there's a scale. It could be anywhere from, you know, 4% at the lowest to maybe 5 even 55 6% at the highest. It, it all depends uh, where the okay. property is, how saleable the property is, uh, you know, what, what you're doing. The question you want to ask a realtor when they come through the door, don't ever lead with what's your commission. Lead with what's your value proposition? What are you going to do to earn your commission? And I can tell you right now, if I can get you an extra... Thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars in your pocket. Do you even care what I charge? No, you don't. So the, no. The, everyone's relatively around the same area, but you know a lot of people do different things. And I know with what we do, um, you know we could be charging more, but we keep it very healthy for people who are who are listing with us. We want you guys to make as much money as possible. But our goal is we never want to shelter, or we never want to take away some of the services we offer. You know whether it's Greg's services as my photographer, videographer, the marketing, the advertising, any of that stuff. We could, we could do it cheaper and take some of that away, but you're not going to get the results you want. And the results are you hire us to get your home sold for the most, most amount of money. If I start taking away some of my services because you want it as cheap as possible, you're not going to get the results you want. So, okay. yeah, yeah I, but, but get us. I sort of feel, though, that, that like this agent, like, because it's a garden home, like it's a dog, and it's something that like only a first-time buyer is going to be able to buy anyway, right? Really, or would we want him to buy it? Well, not necessarily. So I'm if it's thinking a... that they're just going to move it and like so they'll get twelve or fifteen grand, you know what I mean? Because it's I think it's probably easy money 
because it's a large mm-hmm. home and because the people are out of market right well, now. Well, is there buy. easy money these days? There, there's no such easy, no such thing as easy money in this market. But I can tell you, just like anything, uh, first of all, it's not easy money for this twelve or fifteen grand because if they're earning their keep, they're going to get you more than what you expect for that property. And first of all, you're in a, you're you're in a product that's really good for first time home buyers. First time home buyers are out of the market right now because of the interest rates. They're slowly starting to come in. So your audience has shrunk a little bit. So it's going to be even harder to get that sold. Now you're looking at maybe investors for your property. Well, guess what? Investors are a little bit out of the market right now too because of the high interest rates. They're not making any any money on those investments now. So you're actually in not an easy product to sell. Um, you need to make sure. But if they're charging you whatever they're charging you, instead of saying, what are you charging me? Say, what are you doing to earn that money? And they better know their metrics. They better know how close they get to asking price. They better know their average sale price. They better know what they're going to do. What's their marketing plan. If they don't have a marketing plan, you got the wrong agent. You want to make sure that someone has a great marketing plan. They know what they're doing. And a good agent will get you way more money in your pocket than what you charge, than what they charge. Sorry. So don't worry about what they charge. Just worry about what they're going to do to get you top dollar. And it never hurts to interview two or three agents. If you are you think that your agent's not doing enough for what they're charging, get someone else in and find someone who's going to do enough, have enough value to demand that commission rate. So you're looking for value rather than commission. Yeah, and Greg was telling us before the show, uh, Greg and I were talking about the fact that there was a property that got, what, 50, 50 offers, but it was listed under. So... You know, we're, we're starting to read more and more that the real estate market's rebounding. And we're seeing some of, some of the craziness we saw 18 months ago. But again, make sure you pay attention. I mean, I mean, if a house, it, the market price is five ninety nine, and some agents listing it at five sixty nine, whoop de do that they got you ten thousand dollars over list. At the end of the day, you lost money on it because it should have been listed. At five ninety nine, so well, and vice versa too, Frank. Like we yeah. stu- we study the market really, really well. One of my agents this weekend went in and he and he did his absolute homework. He went through the home price index, so exactly what's happening in over time in that market. I think he nailed this price to a T. He went in, he oh. told the truth, what he thought it was worth. Someone else came in and bought the listing. They told him it was worth three hundred thousand dollars more. The guy's like, oh. I'm going to list with you. You can get me $300,000 more. Talk is cheap. Well, guess what? They haven't had one showing in the last three weeks because they went with the, oh, one, they went with the one who told them what they wanted to hear. You want to, have, you want to list with someone who is going to tell you what you need to know to get top dollar for your home, not what you want to hear. And in a, okay. right now, I mean, agents are hungry. They want business. Make sure that they can justify the price they're telling you. If they say your price, your house is worth four hundred thousand, make sure they can justify it. If the comparables show three seventy, three sixty, they're trying to buy your listing at four hundred thousand. Don't let them do that. Make sure that you do a forensic, uh, forensic, I could say, observation of what they're what they are uh, saying that the price is worth because that's very, very important. Well, yeah, because like they want to list a property for three sixty nine, and then I'm looking at MLS. And I see similar properties for four twenty nine and for you know three ninety nine. There's where your quick hit comes in. Well, and it sounds like you need to interview other agents. To be honest with you, it's it's and and not I'm not, I don't first of all I don't want to know your agent's name, yeah. but uh, it sounds like you need to interview other agents, and that's never a bad thing because you want to know not what people charge, not what they say the asking price is going to be. What do you do to get top dollar for me? And that's what you have to ask. And you need to, they better have a bulletproof plan of what they're going to do to get top dollar. And if they don't, you're listing with the wrong person. 
Okay, thank you. Hey, Laura, do you get a sense Paul's answered this question once or twice before? <laughs> um, yeah, maybe just once. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, Greg and I did a video this week because yeah. that's the first thing. Like, people will call in and they'll say, what do you charge? I'm like, well, you're asking the wrong question. What we yeah. charge is what we're going to get in your pocket is what you should be asking. What are you going to do to get me top dollar? Yeah. Not what you're charging. And time and time again, we've shown that we could charge a little bit more get you more money than the person who's charging a little bit less. It's what you do. It's a value proposition, just like every business. You know, like Frank wouldn't be in business like he is right now and have such a successful company if he didn't show value. And you could have a lousy host here too. You could, but you show value, Steve. You show. I think over the years, I think over the years, he's become really, really educated on real estate. And he asks the right questions. It's incredible. I mean, he, he could be either a mortgage agent or a real estate agent. Oh, I, he, I, I don't trap. think we'd hire him. He's too old. Oh. <laughs> oh, ageism, ageism. Yeah. I am only joking, Steve. <laughs> well, you kept Greg on. He's older now. Oh, he's older than me, but he's not old. <laughs> Thanks, Laura. Good luck with your sale. Thank you. Oh, I didn't know Laura was still there. Yeah. Sorry, Laura. That's all right. Yeah, tell Laura, give us a call, Laura. We're happy to, to give you some advice on what you do and, and, and give you that right price and the right value that you need to get your home sold. Now, let me ask you a question about contracts while we're on this topic. If you get an agent that you're not happy with, but an average contract is what, three months? Three to four months. Sometimes. If so it's, what if happens if you're a month and a half in, you're not happy with the agent? Well, I can't tell you what happens, that, what's the normal practice in the industry. I can tell you how we work. And I think there's a lot of people that work the same way. When I go in, I'm going to list your property. I promise you I'm going to do this, 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 and this. If I don't live up to that bargain, you can fire me. And the reason I say that is if you hire a, a painter and halfway through their paints all over the ceiling, yeah. paints everywhere, can you fire that painter? Absolutely you can. If you go hire someone and you don't like the work, you can fire that person. So why is it that you sign a long-term contract with a real estate agent and they do a terrible job, but you can't fire them? It's your biggest investment. If I don't live up to the bargain that I promise that I'm going to do, if I don't have the communication skills, but I mean, if your house isn't selling because you've decided to overprice your home, that's not my problem. But yeah, but I, you would tell somebody that going in, I would tell them going in and listen, it happened. We have a couple right now that they just won't listen to me on price. They just won't listen. And I'm like, don't call me in a month and say, why isn't my house selling? You suck. Because I'm telling you right now, it's not going to sell because of where you're priced it. So, um, what was the question again? <laughs> How old is Greg? Five two one talk five two one eight two five five. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk five eighty CFRA. Oh, uh, you know it's you know it's funny is if people heard our our. Ba- are we on now? There, yeah. we're on now. Yeah, if people heard our banter in the intermissions, it's just it's funny. Best it's, shows are always off the air. Oh they're, yeah, they're the ones you can never air. Thank thank God, Greg turns the camera off. Well, I don't know. Hey, one of these voice, times he won't, and he'll you, get himself a nice you, raise. Do you post the full shows? <laughs> Absolutely. We we wouldn't hold on. We post snippets of the shows um, on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and all the social media. Uh, but the whole show goes out to our database to our clients. The whole. So show. where would I find that on YouTube? Uh, my YouTube channel. Do I have to subscribe to your channel and then I'll get them automatically? I'm assuming so, Greg. You tell me. <laughs> yeah, usually about... Funny how the old guy knows more about <laughs> the internet hey, than I. <laughs> uh, this is not my department. This is why I hire good people in this department. Monday or Tuesday, the edit of the whole show will be up on the YouTube channel. So if you just go to the YouTube, Paul's uh, Paul Rushforth on YouTube, just uh, search it there and you can subscribe and you'll get notified as soon as the episode's up. So, yeah. Greg, I've had a number of women reach out to me and say, Uh-oh. why we do we only see... 
Paul on the video and not you and Steve. Like, we want to see you and Steve. What's the answer to that? Well, because, because they, you know, you want someone really good looking on the camera, okay. you know? Exactly. Why do we only see Paul? Why do people say I have a face for radio? I don't understand that. I don't know. What do you think, Greg? <laughs> I've only got one camera, and he signs my paycheck. Okay. <laughs> Greg, in the, in the course of this segment, I want you to pan. Yes. Just just pan, and we'll and we'll post this on YouTube for you know, and watch how many more viewers you viewers get. you get. You know if what? They see Steve and I, Frank. If you wear your capris like you used to wear, then then Greg will. They were long them. shorts. They not were capris. capris. Okay. They were totally capris. All right, back to business. Yep. <laughs> posted bank rate. I've seen. First of all, um, it used to be easy to find a posted rate. All the banks would have their posted rate and then their rates. Now, you really have to search to find out what their posted rate is. You do. It'll be on the contract you sign. If you do a mortgage. No, but online, bank, I mean, if you want to check and yeah, double Well, check. yeah, because they, they try to keep it back. I think they've gotten a lot of criticism over yeah. their penalty policy. Uh, and so that's five one year of the things. posted now is six and a half. Yeah, six and a half. So again, I mean, you know, some banks are not very competitive right now. Uh, others are more competitive than others, but you're still getting. Now, listen, when rates hit rock bottom, you know, we remember the days when, you know, we hit 1.89 for a five-year fixed. Banks never dropped their posted rates. They left them at five and a half. And the reason they did that is not only will they make a lot of money if you break a mortgage because now they gave up the 1.89 and they can resell it now at 5%, but then they hit you with a huge penalty based on the discount they gave you. So, um, you know, it is a profit maker for the banks. I mean, having that posted rate is a is a huge profit maker because most people don't go into a five-year mortgage expecting to break it. Life happens, whether it's inflation, whether it's job loss, whether it's marital breakup. I mean, you know, things happen in life. And, you know, one of the reasons that we promote, uh, you know, at least working with a mortgage broker so that you have options. And some of these non-bank lenders, and I talked about First National, First National is in very close alliance with TD Bank. So in many cases here that, you know, TD Bank might be one of their biggest investors that gives them money to lend out, but their penalty policy is is a true penalty policy. It's, you know, if we give you a rate, a five-year mortgage at 1.89 and you have two years left on it and you want to break it, if the interest rates now that we're lending it out is higher than the 1.89, which it is, your your penalty is three months interest because we're going to make that money up now by lending that money out for the next two years at elevated rates. So three months interest is enough. Where if you do it with a bank, they use the discount and you end up paying interest rate differential, which is absurd because now they're going to lend out the money at much more. So Well, here's now, it leads me to my next question, because if you take a variable mortgage now and mortgage rates are coming down, we assume over the next year, two years, if you don't and you lock into a five-year today and you need to get out of it in three years when rates are lower, it's going to be expensive. how big is that penalty going to be? Huge. Massive, like you think about it, not only is it going to be the difference between the rate then, if it's come down two percentage points, let's say. So let's say not only is it the 2% you're going to pay the interest rate differential on, but then on top of that, a a big five bank is going to add the discount they gave you as well. So it could be like a three and a half, four percent 4% difference. And if you've got two years left on a $500,000 mortgage and you're paying 4%, your penalty is $40,000 to get out of it. As opposed to if you're with a non-bank lender – where the penalty could be the interest rate differential, but they don't have that extra bonus that they gave you. And if the interest rate is, is two, now all of a sudden that becomes 20000 So it's half the cost of doing it with a big bank. So big, big difference. Uh, on a variable side, it's always three months interest no matter who you're with. In many cases, there's some institutions that have 
fine print writing. Again, ride the fine print writing. You know, one of our um, one of our listeners, Mike Carchetto, who always sends me articles all week, sent me one about this lender that's got this special six month rate, and look how great it is. But if you read the fine print, you are committed to that lender for five years, and at the end of six months, you got to take a long term mortgage with them. So it. Again, you got to read all the fine print on a mortgage. So I let don't me get this right. They're offering a low variable, but very you've low. It's an introductory yeah, rate. It's yeah. no different than we see in so many other products these days. T- TV where products, get, internet products, they give yeah. you that intro- introductory and then they yeah. forget and to then, tell you. And, and then all of a sudden you pay more in, in the long run. So Speaking of that, I was on my phone while Frank was talking. I got that introductory rate from Rogers. It's now going to be $636 more or something <laughs> like that. Like, thanks, Rogers. Yeah. So, But you, Mike does send us some good articles, eh, during the week? Yeah, he does. Yeah, Very yeah. good. Like yeah. he's uh, and some of them they're paper, right? So I click it and it's like, wait a second, I got to subscribe. So I guess Mike's I got the subscriptions uh, for all of them. But uh, yeah, but so he Mike, does. if you could scan those and just send yeah. them, to exactly, Frank. or just give us your password, Mike, that'll be <laughs> fine. Exactly. And also your your pin number and your bank card would be awesome too. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, hey Frank, did you notice what's happened in this segment? Oh, what? Greg never decided to pan the camera. Wow. Too no, afraid. he didn't. Too afraid. He didn't. Well, because the show was already up here, why bring it down here? No, no, no. You would double, triple your subscribers, <laughs> especially if you get Steve. You know what you were saying about agents' commission? Yeah. You have to be willing to move it beyond, Paul. <laughs> if you want to go beyond yes. where you are right now. Hey, the reason I hired Greg is because. He does what you tell him to do. <laughs> well, that that too. Well, hold on. I've hired Jocelyn and Angie. They don't, they don't listen to a word I say. So, you know, Jocelyn's going to see this too, isn't she? Yeah, damn. <laughs> But no, the reason I hired Greg is because this is not my forte. I hire people that yeah. to do things that I don't do well. And then Greg, the reason he's not coming over there and panning on you guys, because he knows how to do his job right. That's right. He but knows Paul, it's in his best interest to make you look as yeah. good as possible. <laughs> Which is Paul, really hard. Yeah. Uh, CFRA's got a huge listenership of 65 and over, so I think they'd love to see Steve. Steve, and, you know. yes. Uh, but yes. what would I do with all those texts that I would get, you know? Yes. All those pictures that people would send me. <laughs> <laughs> right. yes. Birthdays, Frank. Uh, I got a few, actually. Uh, uh, Alexia and uh, Jason Case, who was on our show a couple of months ago, uh, celebrating uh, their birthdays. Um, Alessandra, uh, Alfio and Carla's daughter, who happened to be born 20 minutes before my beautiful daughter, Katrina, who celebrates her 30. Wow, I can't believe I got a 32-year-old, but... My beautiful daughter, Katrina, celebrates her 32nd birthday. And uh, my good friend from Navarra Homes, uh, Mike uh, Waldo Forrest Gump the Palo, celebrating his birthday. So It was actually good seeing Stefano in the box the other day. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen Stefano in years, so it's good. He's hard to believe he's 28 years old now, eh? Yep. Crazy. 28. I have, like I have a couple. Uh, obviously, Greg wasn't here last week. We did wish him happy birthday, but Greg on the 3rd turned 49. He's getting closer, so happy Ooh. birthday, Greg. I gave him the day off, of course. Are you single, Greg? You know, this has become a dating show anyway. (laughs) (laughs) He is single. He is single. And he bought you a coffee today for your birthday. Big spender. And uh, also Bridget on my team. It was her birthday on the 9th. So happy birthday, Bridget. And I'm excited because I've been a bachelor for a week and my girlfriend comes home tonight. Yeah, but you're going to lose an hour. Yeah, true. (laughs) I got to clean up the house too. (laughs) Don't forget to change your clocks and and pray that we don't have a power outage tomorrow because you get to do it all over again. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And support local businesses and charities, everyone. Absolutely.